K-A-L-W. Uh, the new public health order that we're announcing will require San Franciscans to remain at home with exceptions only for essential outings. These measures will be disruptive to day-to-day -day life, but there is no need to panic. We've been sheltering in place for six weeks here in the Bay Area, and we've been checking in regularly with some folks to hear how they're dealing with these extraordinary times. This is Day by Day, KELW's Quarantine Diaries, Episode 6. Day 38. I started delivering with DoorDash and noticed that there is nowhere to pee. Don't blame me, but I did have to pee behind the building in downtown. It was gross. But what to do? You can't really run into a restaurant where you're picking it, the food from. You can't get into supermarket because the line is around the corner, like a mile long. So no one is considering the public toilet issue. It's day 38 of the shelter in place. My name is Andrew Sampek. I am a rideshare driver and temporary delivery person. There's a market that I go to that I do a lot of deliveries for. And there's a girl that works at the market that uh, I've kind of started talking to. With this COVID thing, it kind of brings up a problem. And it's how do you date someone when there's nowhere to go to go on a date? I mean, that's not a bad thing because yeah, you get to know them a lot better before you do go to that next step. Last week, I was at that same market and there was an employee on the door that I had never met. And I was there for about 30 minutes and I went and asked, you know, what's taking so long? Um, I was the only one there. And he said, uh, you know, it, it'll be done when it's done. And so not having any control over that situation, being stuck there for 45 minutes, not getting paid. Um, I mean, I, I get paid by the job, not by the hour. So holding me up for 45 minutes, that hurts me. You have very little control nowadays. Um, I myself, I haven't had a day off in over a month and I work about 12 hours a day. And that day after that happened, I ended up going to my car and I, I, I needed a good cry. I, I just, I had a lot backed up and a lot of stress. And you know, I'm an independent contractor, so I am my own boss, I'm my own supervisor, I'm my HR. I am everything. So, being single, uh, not having a wife to talk to about whatever happens that day, 
not having uh, a co-worker to kind of vent to I ended up texting that girl and it was one of the first conversations we had been having and after I vented to her I said you know I, I'm, I'm sorry you know I know this isn't your problem and she said you know it's, it's fine you know if you ever need to talk just just let me know It is day 39 of quarantine. Um, I haven't really slept. Apparently there's construction over here by the house that is gonna be 24 hours. So now it sounds like a jackhammer 24 seven over here. So no sleep plus quarantine, I'm going mad. Also, I have to stop online shopping. If I shop anymore, I'm gonna be out on the street. I'm gonna have to sell everything that I just bought. I gotta stop myself from going on Amazon and getting like a 127 piece baking set and face paint because I usually get a face painter for my son's birthdays but they're pretty pricey so I was like what better time to practice my artistic skills than now. My name is Carmen Aguirre and today is day 39. So when things first happened I felt more like you know just like a blob on the couch I'm a public defender I couldn't go to work I couldn't access work I was like who am I <laughs> my days which shaped my nights which shaped my weeks which shaped my months which shaped my years which shaped my life had all been sort of structured around going to work and so when that got taken away, it was sort of like, you know, the bottom fell out. There's something about all of this that is, for me, triggering a lot of creativity because there's no form or shape, there's no structure to anything anymore. So it's like this freedom of, okay, like why not? wander down this trail on our bikes like we don't have to be back at any time I don't need to get a million things done in the day anymore and there's just a space there's like an aperture that is allowing me the ability to see myself see others also with more clarity It's day 40 of shelter in place. Hi, I'm Hannah, a high school senior in San Jose who is currently attending online school. Just this morning, I received this email from our principal and it talks about how one of our, our teachers' parents passed away um, a few days ago from this virus. Compared to other parts of the world like New York or Italy, it's very peaceful here. People seem like they're doing well, that they're happy. And this image in my mind is so like comparatively different from the media where every day you see lots of people dying, horrible images of hospitals being crowded and doctors not being able to see their families. And so I guess this, this news of just what has happened to my art teacher just really brought everything back into perspective about what the issue is and that 
even if you yourself don't see the problem, it's still there. So day 41 for me, not much has changed. Um, I still have no job. Schools are still closed. I'm still at home with my kid. I still have to teach him a lot of stuff. Hopefully we are nearing the end of this quarantine. I believe we're supposed to be on quarantine until the third, but I think it was extended until the 11th. Honestly, I haven't kept up at this point. I'm ready to stay in the house until 2021. Um, as long as I get my unemployment <laughs> or at least if they open the schools, can we wait till they open the school so I can go get a job? It's day 42. I'm Joey. I'm a teacher. I'm Jonathan. I'm an attorney. We've kind of adopted a really extreme shelter in place that we are choosing to make sure we only go places very early in the morning so that there's less, what would you say? Less risk of really having any contact with anybody. Yeah, so on Mondays, Jonathan goes to his office at four in the morning. We talk about all the time how thankful we are for technology. If this had happened 10 years ago, it would have been horrible. We get to FaceTime Nini while Charlie eats and they get to have grandma grandson time. But if this had happened 10 years ago, we wouldn't have had a kid. Well, if it had happened 10 years ago, we wouldn't be quarantined with each other. Yeah. It would have just been me and video games. <laughs> Are you... Do you need a minute to just fantasize about that? I do every day. <laughs> so what's happening this evening? I'm going to a friend's house socially distanced to watch a movie in my friend's driveway. Are you excited? Yes. Can you show me some of the excitement that you... Earlier on you were like, I'm really excited. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. On to the movie. I am so excited for this. Your little town thing you will be. It's called The Emperor's New Group. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, have fun. Well, it's about 8.30 and a neighbor in my neighborhood has put out a big screen outside of their garage and everyone is sitting in a socially distanced, appropriate distance and watching the movie together. It's kind of like a neighborhood drive-in. People are getting together, observing all the rules, being socially distant, but still sticking to their communities. So the community isn't going to just fall apart because of this extreme social distancing measure. Yeah, it beats a Zoom meeting. <laughs> hate Zoom meetings. My name is Ruth Goldstone. I'm a real estate agent at Red Oak Realty in Oakland, and it is day number 43 in the shelter in place. So the new trend is to do virtual open houses. The agent, you know, sends out the thing on Instagram and then people log in and then you walk around room to room and tell, answer their questions. And if they want to come in close and take a look at that dishwasher, you show them the buttons on the dishwasher or whatever. So. That was what was going on for the first three weeks. 
And then we were actually redesignated as essential. We were still not allowed to do open houses, but we were allowed to do showings of up to two people from the same household if the property was vacant. I do think housing is, is an essential need and people have babies and they need more space. People divorce and need to, you know, separate assets. You know, people die and they leave their house to someone and the heirs need to separate the property. And so it's just life happens and will continue to happen. And so I can't see that real estate will not continue. My name is Carmen Aguirre and today is day 43. So I work as a public defender. Word is that we are gonna be communicating with clients through walkie-talkies so that we can maintain the social distancing. It becomes more complicated still when there's an interpreter. So it's been a little bit of a rocky road, but I guess we're figuring it out as we go along. Today's only day two of having hearings back at the Hall of Justice. All the hearings are being done through cop witnesses. There are no civilian witnesses that have been coming to court so far. So we'll see. It's day 43. I'm Lindsay and I'm a new parent. I'm currently feeding my baby um, some milk in a bottle here. Um... But it's official. I put our very last roll of toilet paper on the rack this morning. Um, Also, I'm completely out of hand sanitizer in the baby's room. I found a teeny tiny little bottle in my office drawer. So hopefully that'll get us by for the next few days. But I'm also completely out of disinfecting wipes. So it looks like you know i'm gonna have to venture out to the store to find these things hopefully it won't be a scavenger hunt but um last time i had to break quarantine and drop mila off at my mother-in-law's house so um i spoke to my husband he said that he's gonna have to request a day off from work so that he can babysit mila while i go on the hunt for these items Yesterday, Monday, I volunteered with the Salvation Army to distribute lunches to the homeless. And I was assigned to the Tenderloin, which was overwhelming. How people are living in these tent cities. I mean, their tents aren't even six feet apart. There are so many times I've felt so overwhelmed during all of this, but yesterday was a special day. I watched a client of mine overdose. I saw him probably 15 minutes before it happened. Told him to be safe. I mean, whatever I was saying, <laughs> trying to say something positive to people um, we were handing out the food to. And when we got to the third location, I saw him um, passed out and shaking, and somebody was already calling 911. And the ambulance arrived, 
and there was a lot of hostility towards the EMTs. I can't, their, their job just couldn't get any harder, but then when they pull up at a homeless encampment, there were a lot of people that wanted to engage with them. I think just people are frustrated and scared. And they gave him some Narcan and he came back really fast. I mean, it was automatic, like a reflex. My name is Ruben Houston. I am a funeral director. It's day 44. Um, born and raised in San Mateo, California. Been in the death care profession for almost 21 years. Recently took over uh, Coma Cremation Funeral Services here in Coma. It's changed a lot. It was always the visitations, the rosaries, the wakes. The next day, the services, the masses. You know, it could be 10 people or it could be a thousand people. And now we're limited to only 10 people. Who do you select to come to the service? Like you only, you only can have 10 people. You know, families are, are struggling. They don't want to hurt people's feelings. You know, everyone loved Lola or, or grandma or you know, grandpa, what have you. If we're doing like a burial service. So let me just paint that picture for you. We, the hearse drives up. Um, the families must sit in the car the ground crew of that cemetery will bring the cask of their loved one to the gravesite. Once the staff has left the gravesite area, that's when the family can come come forward. But they have to be six feet apart. Most families are, you know, wearing the masks and gloves and what have you. The service will take place, and once that's concluded, the family must step away. The staff will come lower the casket once the, the the staff of that cemetery has removed themselves from the area then the family can come back and you know toss flowers in the grave this is going to change the way people actually interact now it's leaving a really a big hole in the hearts of, of those who need that hug you know i wouldn't always encourage families to you know seek therapy you know especially in light of our the state of the state that we're in right now because it is the long-term effect that closure is not there it's not there that hug that kiss on the cheek reminiscing of memories sharing memories all that you know just no more Those were the voices of Sophia Mitra, Hannah Nee, Sarah Lysterland, Ruben Houston, Sandeep Mitra, Carmen Aguirre, Stephanie Saravia, Lindsay Sherbarth, Ruth Goldstone, Andrew Sampek, and Inga Petrova. Day by Day is produced by Gabe Graben and edited by David Boyer and Angela Johnston. Special thanks to Shireen Adil, Christopher Agusa, Julia Linus Goodman, Holly J. McDeed, Lee Romney, and Joshua Sorotiak. Thanks for listening. For KLW Public Media, I'm Hanat Baba.